first of all, women, every woman is told that once you know, the images we see in movies, once the woman gets delivers the baby, even though she has just finished pushing for mm. two years, mm. she's just smiling like, give me. <laughs> Of course, yes, of course. Yes, it's, that, a, it's a thing of joy. It's a thing of joy. Because of the rigors of the process of birthing a child. Yes. The first emotion you feel is that when you feel when you get the baby, when you hold the baby, yeah. is joy. It's joy. Yes. And you and felt I, that. And I felt And you did feel definitely. that. Right. So you, you you had that experience. Of course. Then soon after things began to change. Yes. So um, soon after I was, okay, so I had my baby abroad and right. I didn't have the, you know, the, uh, is it omega that people will call it? So I didn't have the experience of a mom, you know, fussing around, you know, just fussing over you, putting yeah. hot water or bottle or something on your belly, yeah. you know, helping you, bathing you. Mm. I didn't have that. Mm. And like you must assume, there's no one to take care of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took care of everything Every, yes. and everyone, but there was no, no one, one to, to take, take care, care of me. At least not in the way I should have been taken care of. Mm. But <laughs> this was the beginning of this period in my life. I was joyful to have a baby. Mm. It was receiving the promise that God gave exactly. me. Exactly. But I found myself alone at night with the baby mm. every day throughout. Mm -hmm. I was sleeping with my baby, waking up to take care of the baby. Mm. Um, I don't remember any nights that my baby didn't sleep beside me mm. or someone took the baby you know, away from me to, so that I could rest. And this was ongoing for the first four months, every night. Mm. And then thoughts, when I'm alone with the baby at night, thoughts like, how did I get here? Hmm. I would just think to myself, I should just carry this baby and slam out the world and let everything just end. Hmm. You know, I just wanted, I just wanted my, my life back. I just wanted my, my sanity, my wellness. Yeah. You know, I wanted my wellness back. Yeah. And it, it looks to me like I wouldn't get it, mm. you know. Yeah. And then when people call you, they say things, you know, things that are not insensitive, though. But because of the state you're in, yeah. you tend to pick everything that they say. Yes. You know, they say things that, oh, welcome yes. to the to motherhood journey where you are working all your life till you go to the grave. You know, they say all those funny things, yes. like, you know, that this is the best time of motherhood because it gets harder and harder, harder as and you harder. go. Wow. You know, I can only, yes. At the time when your mind is apprehensive. Everywhere. It was a shock and yeah. this was the way I reacted to it. Right. It's postpartum depression. Not, not, not a kind of depression that just is located after childbirth. That's what it is, isn't it? Well, so yes, yeah. postpartum depression. Yes, yes. Uh, the postpartum period is usually referred to as the first six weeks right. after a woman delivers. Yeah. However, postpartum depression can occur within the first 12 weeks post-delivery, right. lasting even up to a year. Yes, I had after a, 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 yeah. a guest that was a year yes, or after, two years. Yeah, after the child has been born. And so 
it's a type of depression, like you yeah. said, that occurs in those circumstances yes. after the birth of a, child, of a child, including the death of a child. Right. Again, so born, anything again. that happens after. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, um, probably because you've never gotten pregnant before yes. and you're not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, pregnancy is, is such a, it's such a journey. Hmm. It's it's hmm. tough. It's I, I like to describe it as beautifully challenging. Hmm. But you know, for different people, it comes with different, you know, strokes. Yeah. And after talking about this now, it just occurred to me that, you know, pregnancy suffers from the danger of a single story. Yeah. All we see is the picture of the mother. Yes. She goes in, she's only just rubbing the stomach. Yeah. You know, she's so happy every day. She's eating, she's spitting. Yeah. Then after nine months. She delivers yeah. and she's happy. Yes. And what you're saying to me, because I've heard so many stories, it begins to hit me. Yeah. That is not at all the experience of many yeah. women. Yeah. How, I mean, I don't want to ask you a sociological question. <laughs> you can go. <laughs> how, can, how can we deny so many varied experiences yeah. and deceive many younger women into thinking yeah. that there is one way to have yes. a child? So again, snapshots. Yes. Not the full picture. Yes. We give everyone, or people take on snapshots and not yes. the full picture. And so, you know, as you talk about this, I'm reminded about a story that I read in the papers a few years ago mm. about a woman who was delivered of twins somewhere in the southwestern state in Nigeria. Right. And on the day of the naming, she took both twins to a bridge and she dropped them mm. in the water. Mm. Again, I mean, everyone would look at... Yeah and ask the questions she wanted. Uh, who doesn't want double blessing? Who does, how come she wasn't happy? How come she yeah. wasn't? Yeah. And so again, like you've said, the danger of a single story, and yeah. like I've said, just taking snapshots, snapshots and exaggerating them. So dangerous. It is. You know, um, I don't, there's a movie on, on, on Netflix called Epon Pataki. I'm talking to the, some of the people in the movie after yeah. this. I know what I loved about that story is that it wasn't one dimensional. Mm. Usually they, they treat the mother as a devil. Yeah. But this was a caring mother yeah. who came to actually help yeah. and understood and helped. But at some point she's like, she had one Kolobi money, which in English <laughs> in Yoruba means, are you the only one that has given birth to a child before? Again, invalidating. Yes. yes. And I understood her frustration. Yeah. But I also didn't understand. I also understood the problem because what she said is there is one way a woman should be when she's had a child between um, dami and i and probably judith has probably been getting calls, calls and dms of women crying of course yeah. but finally somebody is saying this thing okay. because you know the funny thing mm -mm. When they are going through this thing, mm -hmm. they don't even know what it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know. They just know they feel strange. Yes. And they feel, they think it's abnormal. And they feel ashamed. Ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. am I not supposed to be happy? I just had right. a child. Yeah. And that is why this movie is so important. Yes. You shouldn't be ashamed of anything because guess what? You almost just died. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's, that's what I was here. I was talking yeah. to a psychiatrist about this yesterday and says, this you know, in some ways, you can look at having a child as some form of going through an ailment. Yes. yes. Because your whole body changes. Your whole And we don't even think of that at it's all. It's like a rebirth of you as a woman as well. Yeah, yes. because you don't even know this new body you're going to have. Yes. There's a yes. new person coming. A new person coming. You know, and then you have this new human too. Yes. To attend you know, to. To, to, attend to. to. So attend meanwhile, to. you means you're not going to be taking care of this new human. And this reborn your own. You know. I want to ask a question here as before coming to you. Does any of you have kids? 
Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. That's a weird thing. It's, that's, a, that's a weird thing. Because, you know, I mean, I don't have kids, so we're all together. <laughs> I didn't know that it's possible to have postpartum depression for as long as five years. As long as five years. That must be hellish. Okay, so I wouldn't say this is even five years. Okay. Um, my first child is 13 plus now. Yes. And um, that was the first, when I had him, was, was the, the first, first time. time yes. Yeah. You know, I had him and um, because I read white or I read white before I had him, there's this book I got from my father's library when I got married, um, Penelope Leach, right. Baby and Child. Right. So I read it and I read about postpartum blues. Mm. When I was pregnant, my pastor's wife in Lagos, mm. we were in CSN in Lagos, Tupe Adyokunle, Tupe gave me a book, mm. also around um, having children. So I read it, so I read about postpartum blues. So when I had my first child and I realized something was amiss, mm. I went back to my gynae and said, okay, I experienced this and I think it's postpartum blues. And he said, oh, you are right. Um, since you already know it is. So what did you read in the book? I said, okay, I read um, that I need to guard myself. I need to do this. And to be honest, I didn't read about seeking for help. Mm. So I told him all the things I read and he said, go and do those things. <laughs> okay. So I went back home. Of course, I was still crying. But luckily for me, unlike other women that would probably hate their child, mm. I didn't want to carry their child. Mm. In my own case, I wanted my child close to me. All right. And I wanted my husband close to me, but he had to walk. Mm. You know, he still had to go to work. We were just, we were just, um, we were very young in that marriage. You know, mm. so after two months, I got out of it. Then um, one of the things I read in the book is you have to guard your heart because subsequently mm. it's going to come back. So that was in two thousand and eight when I had my second son in two thousand and eleven. Um, I guarded my heart like I've been advised. Mm. And I think it worked. Mm. But um, there were complications. In the pregnancy? or No. Okay. Um, at at um, having him. Right. He was a big baby, okay. just like his brother. Mm. And the hospital where I had him, I was mismanaged. Okay. And um, here in Abuja. And when I went back to them, mm -hmm. I'm sure it was a clear case. They should have been able to diagnose, mm. diagnose rather. But they didn't do that because they were trying to cover their track. Mm. So they said something that wasn't what happened. And I began to move from one hospital to the other in Abuja. And they all say I was fine. Mm. The only place where I was close to getting help, the moment I mentioned where I had the baby, they mm. said, you're fine. And so for four years, I went around with this condition, seeking for help. And in those four years, I slipped back right. into depression. Right, right. Should right. I go on? Yes, please. I slipped back into depression. So um, I knew there was a day in March 2014. I had the baby January, no, I had, yeah, January 2011. So there was this day in March, I was in my room. That was the day of blackberries. Mm. And I was just flipping through. And I heard the word prolapse. And I just knew it was the Holy Spirit. Mm. So I went to check and I saw prolapse. So I called my father, I'm really close to my dad, and said, Daddy, it seems this thing is a prolapse. I'd like to come and see my mom's gynae. I grew up in Ife. So my mother's gynecologist, mm. I went back to him in Ife. Mm. 
So that night with my dad and my mom, we went to his house. And we started talking and I said, this is what I've been experiencing, everything that surrounds prolapse. Mm. You know, it was a terrible four years. And by then I began to talk. I didn't tell him prolapse. Dr. Mackinley said, Nikki, this is prolapse. All we need is a corrective surgery. What's a prolapse? A prolapse, no, I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. In my layman's language, when I was trying to push out the baby, right. because the baby was very big, and they didn't do what the first doctor where I had my first child did, like mm. um, trying to guide you for the baby to come out. The baby literally jumped out. And thank mm. God someone was coming and someone that person got the baby. If not, my baby would have probably just flew out like that. So my baby came out um, pill because um, it's been hours of labor. In the midst of it, I begged them to take me um, into the theater, they said no, labor already progressed. So what prolapse did was to pull down some of my internal organs. Like I said, I'm a lay person, I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. But in that particular place, it was, my, it was my bladder that fell from its place, fell down into the vulva. So of course in those four years, some of the things that were affected, I wasn't able to poop like a normal person. I might go for weeks without being able to pass our feces. Then I might go for two days without being able to pass our urine. And when I pass our urine, the stench will be horrible that you don't want to be close to the place. So I'm the HR manager in my place of work. My colleagues will go in here, you are proud. If you are the HR person and you are sure you've gotten the best of cleaners for us, why can't you share a bathroom with us? Mm. But the issue was if Nikia goes to that bathroom, nobody wants to stay in that office any longer. So mm. I, I developed, um, um, borrow me a word, coping mechanism. Mm. I don't mm. know if it's the right word to mm -hmm. use, to keep my urine until I get home and go and let out. Wow. And even when I want to let out at home, I want to be sure my husband is not close because I don't want to inconvenience him, even though he doesn't care because the stench was horrible. Wow. So that was what I had to go through for four years until I found help in 2014. So while moving from one gang to the other in Abuja without getting help, without knowing, I slipped back into the yes, into depression. Yes. Is there any way for a mother, a, a, an expectant mother to avoid postpartum depression? Mm. So, deep question. <laughs> I told her. I said, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind, I don't know how say, no, get belly. <laughs> That's one way. <laughs> That's one way. Especially if you are not equipped. Yeah. I don't want to say ready. Yeah. Especially if you are not equipped right. for, it's for such that. a tough, it's without support. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, for young ladies who may not have support in pregnancy, mm. It's best that you wait. Mm, mm, For mm, people who are not in relationships that are with confiding partners, mm, you may want to wait. Yeah. You may want to wait it out and be sure that it is time to come to this journey. For, again, you know, of course, our beliefs are that um, the arrival of a child comes with blessings. Yes. But it's also important to be realistic yeah. that sometimes things may not happen that way. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, this is many people wondering that, are you saying that people below a social line should not have children? I haven't said so. Mm -hmm. But uh, childbearing is tough work. Yeah. 
And it's something that we must be prepared for. I mean, I imagine that uh, China decided that people shouldn't have more than one yeah. for a very long time. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah. It's something that you must be prepared for. It's something that you must be ready for. It's something that you must be willing to do, mm. not something that someone else encouraged you to do, to do and then you eventually decided to do. Yeah. Um, when you are pregnant, it's important yeah. to, of course, start antenatal care as soon as possible. Get all the support, all the love and encouragement that you need. And another case, it's not just physical, it's also emotional. Oh, definitely. Psychosocial. Definitely. Yes, you did. Yeah, okay. Definitely. So that it meets all of those needs. Yeah. Um, use the medications that your doctors ask you to use. Right. Being pregnant does not preclude that you may not have mental or physical health conditions. And so any, if you have any of those things, mm. manage yourself through that process. Right. Uh, if, you don't have, if you don't understand what is going on with you again... Mm. Speak to a professional. professional. Yeah. You know, um, when you talk about the work with Lagos State, Lagos mm -hmm. State also ensures that in all of the primary healthcare centers in Lagos, mm -hmm. there are there's support for right. women who are pregnant. They yeah. are constantly doing, you know, research on um, postpartum or even intrapartum mental health disorders, right. so that support can be provided for women even before they have their children. Right. And I think that one very important thing that women must also be allowed to have is the right of how it is that I want this baby to come forth. Yes. And so do I want to push the baby yes. through vaginal delivery or do I want to have a caesarean section? Some people yeah. make it look like you don't have a choice in this matter. Yes, you must be like the Hebrew women. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and especially <laughs> when you're not Hebrew. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And of course... Um, Family members must have a high index of suspicion. Hmm, explain that. They must be aware that right. postpartum depression can occur. Ah, right. so Not just know. in women, yeah. but in men as well. Yeah. Underreported, yeah. but about 10% of men in the postpartum period after delivery yeah. Yeah. of the babies yeah. may also suffer a form of depression. Yeah. Either because there's more responsibilities, uh, they're no longer the focus of um, attention, attention, they're not getting as much sexual activity yes. as they should. A lot can happen in that period. So, <laughs> after, after the four months, yeah. I came back home. Right. And I had lost I had lost the zeal for everything. So this went beyond just the baby to so, life. you know, to my whole life. Yeah. I lost the zeal. I didn't want to work mm. anymore. Mm. I just wanted to be by myself. Yeah. Because I felt that was what was going to find me healing. Ah, you know? Right. So every other thing that seemed like an extra chore, yeah. I tried to cut, cut it, it off out. And focus on and this. And focus. Which even makes it worse because then now you're just in that cycle. I'm just in that circle alone. Yeah. And I came back my first day back at work. Mm. Um, it looked like my boss had been piling everything <laughs> I was supposed to do for the past four months waiting for me. And as soon as I resumed and I had asked for one month without pay, which was refused. Right. So I had to resume. And as soon as I got to work and everybody started talking about the things that I needed to do. I stepped out of, okay, so my boss expected a response from me at mm. the meeting and he kept asking, I don't care, what are you going to say to all of this? Like, no response, sir. Mm. <laughs> I mm. kept saying nothing. Mm. Nothing. He was like, do you want to talk about this? I said, yes. He said, go ahead. I said, no, not here, sir. I'll speak to you after the meeting. 
after the meeting, I stepped out and called my husband and said, I'm leaving this job. Mm. I'm not doing it again. Mm. He said, if that is going to make you happy, go ahead. And so he gave me his permission to resign. Mm. I walked into my boss's office and said to him, um, I'm resigning. Mm. He asked why. I said, I have a baby to take care of. Mm. And so I tendered my resignation and went home. Mm. I think this also contributed to it because I started feeling, oh, now I don't have a job. Yeah. I don't have an income yeah. because of this child. So that was August. Then in October, I belonged to Wimbis. I'm an associate. Um, some women were celebrated. Wimbis is women in business and management. Yes, please. Yes. Some women were, were celebrated, and I was just going through our, our page. It's our page. Then I saw the I saw a name. I just liked the name, Enito Uyenuga. So I clicked on it. I thought it was one of the women. Then it turned out it was a man. And I'm like, this is weird. What is a man doing? Mm -hmm. So I was more interested. I went to his page. Then I saw then I saw emotions mechanic. Emotion doctor. It was around eleven in the night. And I heard clearly. We could chat him up. And when I heard clearly like that, it's the Holy Spirit. Chat him up, chat him up. At eleven, I chatted Mr. Yenuga Hope. And said, I'm sure God is leading you to me. I'd like to see you. I need help. And by the time I woke up the next morning, I saw Mr. Yunuga's response. And today is Saturday. Usually I don't work on Saturday, but I'm going to create this time for you. Can you come around 10? I said I will be there. At 10, I went to Mr. Yunuga's office. And usually therapy, they will tell you to start from the beginning. So I started from the beginning. The normal, this is um tissue you can cry. I cried. Then after everything, he said, Mrs. Onefadi, I said, yes. Can I tell you the truth? I said, go ahead. He said, the first time you experienced this thing was in, I said, 2008. He said, this thing has worn for too long. That this is beyond fighting it. You can't fight this yourself. And that beyond seeing a psychotherapist, I think there's a need for you to see a psychiatrist. Mm. That's a word nobody wants to hear. <laughs> because in Nigeria, and especially for my tribe, when you hear a psychiatrist, it means you are mad, you are crazy. But at that point, I knew I needed help. help. So he said, I'm just um, a psychologist, but I have friends that are psychiatrists. I will send you to them. So he sent me to this place. I went there. The first person I saw was a psychiatrist, a younger doctor who talked to me. He wanted to know if it's just depression mm -hmm. or psychosis. And I was able to tell them it's just depression. They ran tests and they agreed with me that it's just depression that has worn for too long. Mm -hmm. After that, his chief came in, mm -hmm. also prepped me. And he said, of a truth, it's just depression. Mm. That's okay, this is what we are going to do. You would also have therapy so that um, um, the, the, the behaviors you need to change to sustain whatever we are going to do. And I'm like, I'm fine with it. So that was how I started in that new place. 
um, a med was prescribed, which I used, and they promised me that, okay, after a while, just like the first lady said, there's going to be titration, and I'll be pulled off it. But you know, at that point, I was at the point where I said, even if I'm not pulled out of it, I just want to live a good life. Mm -hmm. I just want to live a good life. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful to God. My first child is 13 plus. I'm living a good life. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about just October. And between October and this is December, I've been able to do things that I couldn't do in 13 years. Mm -hmm. I've been Mm -hmm. able to, like, the last time I went to see my doctor, I was like, Mrs. Onifade, you are fine. Fantastic. I'm going to give you two months to come back. And I said, is there any problem? I said, there's one. That these days, I'm unable to keep things, you know, to, to slow things down. Mm. Like, I want to do everything at the same time. The things that I've missed. And he said, it's natural. But it's good that you have noticed. So you have to tell yourself, Nikkei, calm down. Mm. Anytime you are running, you tell yourself, Nikkei, just mm. walk. Calm down. And that's what I've been doing. And yeah, I am. Mm. Yeah, I am. Things we are learning about life, we should be more understanding and forgiving of our parents because <laughs> many of them just went through all these traumas yeah. quietly. They just went through it. They just were, they just were told this is life. Yeah. And so all the unsaid things yeah. that our parents had to deal with, yeah. you know, and sometimes they insist on it from their children or from people, younger people. It's not out of wickedness. It's just like, it's like, hey, this is life now. We just shut up and do it. And so we should have empathy both ways. Empathy from them to understand, no, this generation doesn't have to take it. And empathy from us to them or from, you know, to say, look, they just took it. So they yeah. think that's the way. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in mentioning that, I think you should do an episode on that. Oh, yes. <laughs> about, about that. I yeah, forgiving parents and, so you know, I too, can't too. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I can so imagine. Many problems. And our culture of silence just mm. makes things that, you just be taken for granted. We just make them congealed. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we do. So it's the same things you talked about for, you know, so it's, it's again, because you've joined us for an episode about depression and suicide ideation, which is the same, the steps that observe yourself to know if you need help. If yes. if you if the intensity, frequency, and distress from the yeah. low moods and the, all of that yes. are, are making it difficult for you to live, yes. you know, um, talk to a professional. Yes. It's just, when in doubt, talk to a professional. Yes. And I think just to add, if you can't afford to talk to a professional, then maybe talk to someone who has had who has talked to a professional. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. There's something you say is like at all cases, you never agree that we should not take action. Yeah. You know, so you can't afford it. Okay, that's understandable. Can you find somebody who has gone through a regimen of treatment yeah. who can tell you, okay, well, when I was with a doctor, this is what I said. If you have a phone, Google um 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 that I, I don't recommend googling because yeah. <laughs> but if you can't afford it find mental health resources mental health resources yes. you know, again, verified is, yes please we will ensure that we scroll resources on our site mentalhealth.withtoday.com you know I always say that when in doubt mayoclinic.com is always yeah. a good resource you can say that again <laughs> <laughs> if you google mayoclinic.com is yes. one of the best hospitals in the world yeah. they give very wise advice on their yes. website you know, so, you know, because not everybody can afford, you know, a professional. But some people can afford, but they don't go. Yes. So, find your own box. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs>